0: You're listening to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. In about a month, Michiganers are going to vote on a few big ballot questions, including whether to legalize marijuana. Travel writer Rick Steves is in Michigan this week to advocate for legalizing marijuana, and why he thinks legalizing and regulating marijuana is the right thing to do is the question to ask Rick Steves welcome to Detroit today
1: uh, nice to be with you Stephen. Yeah. thanks
0: yes uh, I should also say you are the host of Rick Steves Europe on PBS author of numerous travel books and an advocate for the legalization of marijuana um, uh, first let's talk about how you came to that idea that uh, marijuana should be legal
1: right i 'm glad you said uh, advocate for uh, the legalization of marijuana, not marijuana itself, uh-huh. I'm certainly not pro marijuana i 'm pro civil liberties and i 'm anti um, prohibition and uh, you know i 've spent a uh, third of my adult life uh, in Europe doing my work, uh, writing guidebooks and making TV shows. And I've learned a lot about how Europe deals with a lot of its social problems. And one of those is drug abuse and hard drug problems and how do you regulate marijuana. And uh, should you moralize and incarcerate or should you have policies driven by pragmatic harm reduction? And uh, then in, in the United States, I was uh, a spokesperson and a funder and a, and a co-sponsor uh, of uh, the bill in Washington State where we decided to legalize, tax, and regulate marijuana in 2012. And now we have a track record. And I strongly believe that it's just smart policy to, uh, state by state, take down the prohibition against marijuana and turn a thriving black market into a highly regulated and highly taxed legal market.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, How much has your traveling around the world influenced uh, the way you think about this subject?
1: Well... My traveling around Europe has influenced it a lot. My European friends tell me a society has to make a choice, tolerate alternative lifestyles or build more prisons and then they always remind me that we Americans lock up 10 times as many people per capita as they do in Europe. Mm-hmm. And then they always follow that with the annoying little comment that you Americans are either uh, inherently more criminal or there's something screwy about your laws. And I don't think we're inherently more criminal. We're, we have a mass incarceration problem in part because we have this insistence on criminalizing marijuana. Even today, when it's a uh, it's a $1 billion legal uh, industry in my state employing tens of thousands of people, generating $300 million a year in tax revenue uh, with a governor who did not support it originally and now supports it quite enthusiastically as smart policy. Even today, you can do hard time for nonviolent marijuana possession. Uh, we've got 70,000 people in jail in our country. We're still arresting 700,000 people a year in Michigan. I understand you arrest 20,000 people a year for marijuana, and they're not rich white guys. Mm-hmm. They're poor people. They're people of color. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a very racist law, and it's just not very American, I don't think. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I think one thing that's very interesting, Stephen, is when people oppose Proposition 1 in a state like Michigan, they're assuming use will go up. And that's fundamentally wrong. There's never been a society where they've found a correlation between how much marijuana is consumed and how strict are the laws. Uh, the, it seems logical that there, there would be a whole reservoir of decent people who would love to ruin their lives smoking pot here in Michigan if only it was legal. But the fact is, people who smoke pot Who want to smoke pot already do. And I don't say that because it's a hunch. I say that because that's what our track record has shown. Mm -hmm. In Europe, the country with the loosest laws in marijuana, the the Netherlands, uh, smokes far less than the per capita average of Europe in general. And Europe smokes less per capita than we do here in the United States, where you can do hard time for smoking pot. And uh, six years after we've legalized in Washington state, you know, you, you'll hear different voices cherry-picking statistics, but there's, there's one thing that is just indisputable. Marijuana consumption by adults has stayed roughly the same. Marijuana uh, consumption by teenagers uh, and minors has not gone up. Uh, crime has not gone up. DUIs have not gone up. What we've done is we have been able to reallocate our precious law enforcement resources to uh, tackling serious issues Uh, We've stopped arresting 10,000 people a year, and again, we've turned that thriving black market industry. I mean, marijuana, when it was illegal in Washington, rivaled apples as the number one crop in our state. (laughs) And if you know apples in Washington, that's a big deal. Today, it's a a very highly regulated legal industry. As I mentioned, uh, we sold a billion dollars of uh, legal marijuana last year alone, generating $300 million of tax revenue for my state. And some people might say, well, what do, you, what, do you, what do you know? More people are smoking pot. No, it's the same amount of uh, marijuana consumption. But before, that business was enriching and empowering gangs and organized crime. And now it's uh, generating tax revenue.
0: Uh, at the same time... Uh I've read a lot of stories about the implementation of legalization in in Colorado, for instance, and it hasn't been without its its drawbacks. I mean, there've been some real uh, hiccups, I right. guess, uh, to, to to managing this in a way that keeps people safe uh, right. and keeps it out of the hands of children, for instance. Make sure people uh, know what it is they're doing when they're uh, buying right. uh, marijuana products, and so uh, you know. I mean, I think that that. Some of the fear about this is not completely unfounded.
1: No, and that's very true, Stephen, is our original laws were were not perfect. Uh, we were the first entities to try to figure out what they call the gray area in the Netherlands. You know, in the Netherlands, they allow the retail sale, but they just didn't want to deal with the complicated backside. How do you wholesale it? How do you, how do you distribute it? Uh, who produces it? And so on. Washington and Colorado, and now there's nine states that are working on this. And it is, it's, um, it's an evolution. And I'm really thankful that the laws... Allow for the legislature to tweak these things. In Colorado, as you pointed out, they had an oversight about packaging restrictions that should not appeal to children. Uh, well, that's a, a very important oversight, and they tweaked the law, and now they have strict packaging regulations. Uh, each state has learning from the previous states, and uh, Washington and Colorado were the pioneers back in 2012. Then uh, what? Well, Oregon was added, and Alaska, and California, and Nevada, and Massachusetts, and Maine. And now, um, you know, Michigan um, has the opportunity to to help us move this along. But it's not a perfect law. But I think we have to remember we have a big problem now. And when you complain about uh, the opportunity to to legalize, tax, and regulate, Mm -hmm. uh, you can't compare it to a utopian situation. We've got a very ugly situation now where we've we've got... um, an inconsistent implication of the law. We've got a situation where we're wasting a lot of law enforcement. We've got a horrible opioid problem in our country. Mm-hmm. And if you look at how Europe has handled its opioid uh, addiction problem, you'll find that the two countries most progressive about marijuana started their laws in order to deal with a terrible opioid problem. They decided to take the marijuana out of the equation, gain the credibility and focus on the hard drug um, problem. In Portugal uh, and in in many countries, the word for addicted is enslaved. Mm -hmm. Uh, These people are not criminals. They're sick people. They don't need cops and lawyers. They need counselors and nurses. And the Europeans like that pragmatic harm reduction approach. And and I like that approach also. Mm -hmm. And I think We need to move forward. Uh, Certainly, it was a hunch. It was scary when Washington and Colorado did it in 2012. Mm -hmm. But people in Michigan, I've been here all week, and people are talking like it's 2010, like we don't know what's going to happen. We do know what's going to happen, and we're moving forward with a smart public safety law.
0: Okay, Rick Steves of Rick Steves Europe on PBS. Thanks very much for being here on Detroit Today.
1: Thanks, Stephen. Nice talking
0: with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, on Monday, I want to remind listeners that we are going to talk about this issue all hour with supporters and opponents of Prop 1, so you want to stay tuned for that. That's going to do it for me today. I'll be back tomorrow. I hope you will, too. This is 1019 WDET, Detroit's public radio station, community service of Wayne State University. We'll see you tomorrow.